to the Yomics Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are Matthew Dawkins. Hello, dear. And Dixie Cochran. <laughs> Hello. And we are tired. <laughs> it's We had plans to do um, another uh, bit of our uh, sign actual play um, today, but um, when we started talking, we do some pre-show kind of chat warm-up before we record. Um, and we realized a couple of things. One of which um, is that there's uh, a lot going on in the world today, and we're not just talking about COVID uh, that right now. Um, particularly, there are a lot of, of protests going on, particularly involving Black Lives Matter. Uh, we are not going to talk a lot about that today. And the main reason is because we are three white people, and we are not the best people to be talking about Black concerns. We would much rather give context and support to our friends in the community. Um, so in the show notes, we will have a lot of links to help people about various charities and also informational links um, of ways they can do to help out. And that's pretty much where we're going to stand on that. But uh, the one thing I will say, um, and I know everyone agrees with me in Onyx Path, is that we do believe Black Lives Matter. That's not a debate. That's not a discussion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the other thing is that um, we are gearing up for our first ever online virtual convention. Mm. And uh, it's our first convention as Onyx Path. Um, for, it's the first convention that Onyx Path has put on. Um, it is our first online convention we put on. Uh, we're working with Deanna Gaming and thank the heavens for them because I don't know if we could have done this on our own. Right. Um, it, it's a whole lot. <sighs> I mean, I talked about Virtual HorrorCon after I attended that, and we talked about it a little bit on here, and, like, that's kind of the reason that we partnered with them. Um, but seeing all the work they did to put on Virtual HorrorCon with, like, a, a week-and-a-half, two-week window, however long it took, pretty much as soon as state started shutting down in mid-March, they were like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and then by the, like, was, was, it, was it the first week of April? Yeah, it was fast. Yeah, because it, it it was like right after my my birthday, but like by that time they uh they they had it going and they had twenty like almost twenty four seven streaming and for three days and it was really cool. Um, we're not gonna go quite as late as theirs did. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like I don't think anybody's gonna have me playing Vampire the Masquerade at three in the morning. Um, but we are definitely uh going to have a lot of cool panels and a lot of cool games and we can talk about them a little bit here uh i do want to say this is a total tangent um and i didn't discuss it with y'all before uh last week's episode i had a few people reach out and tell me that i was super weird sounding like my mic was all weird and it was it was awful i tried to fix it um i think i fixed it i did a lot of tests and audacity i think i was too far away from my microphone so it was picking up room noises um and also i have moved to a new place and i've moved my mic a couple of times and i think i was bouncing off the window bouncing off my computer monitor i I don't know um hopefully this week is better and we'll find out but i did sound like a robot last week and uh, i apologize for that i know that the roundtable portion wasn't as bad as the intro and outro but uh, I tried to fix that for a long time in Audacity, and I could not get it fixed. So hopefully this week's better. That's fair. Um, and it's worth kind of bringing up um, real quick on that point, because uh, um, I, I, I was obviously recording with you. I didn't notice anything. Um, but that's something that occasionally comes up, is people will say things to the effect of, like, you know, you know why wasn't this noticed, and blah, blah. And it's like, remind people, I don't notice audio quality issues as easily as some other people so right. yeah Dixie you sound fine and it turns out that's not the case so I mean that's something else just be aware of just generally not 
anybody here in this, in this recording, but just generally sometimes when people are like, hey, why does it sound weird? Sometimes the person editing or recording it doesn't recognize that it's weird. Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you both sound like farty horns, and that's music <laughs> music to my ears. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, on oh, the subject no. of farty horns, well, I am back, of course. I've not been on the uh, podcast for, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been a um, and on the subject of the farty horns, which is really my only contribution. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I found, and I posted this to our mini Pathcast Discord that we have, that someone put the farty horns basement music, uh, played it with a different instrument. So using mm-hmm. the same sort of Casio keyboard software, or hardware that no doubt uh, the composer in uh, quotation marks uh, used, <laughs> um, he uh, tried it through a different uh, in- instrument, basically, and it sounds excellent. It sounds chilling. It's all dum 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 cha 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 like that. It's all, it's all very, very moody. And it's almost as if, and I'm not trying to give the guy who pretended to be the uh, the Japanese Beethoven too much credit, but it's almost as if when he went to save, he may have just clicked the wrong function. Because it is, it is notable, it is notable that none of the other pieces of music on that video game sound like that. Right, and one would assume he composed all of the remastered tracks or all of the new tracks. Well, no, as 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 per the article that I read a few weeks ago, it was that it was like the one track he insisted on doing is what they all said. Like his well, his ghostwriter did the other ones. Well, that that basement room in Resident Evil One is critical. Uh, it isn't at all. <laughs> so so what, a, a very strange. I guess it's like the artist's signature, isn't it? It's he wants to leave his mark somewhere. The the deliberate error in the document, and that's that was his. But yeah, uh, it is out there. The better version of the basement track, uh, which is just the same music played on a different instrument, and it sounds amazing. This has been your Farty Horn update. I was going to say we 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 might as well just start calling this the like Farty Horn cast. Like that's that's what's happening every week. Yep. Many horns, one fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, it was a mark of pride that I did the ex- exit music for one of our episodes as the Farty Horn music. Uh, now, I don't <laughs> expect the two of you to listen to all of the shows again, uh, so you may not have noticed that, but uh, I just play around with the music like that, because I sometimes get a bit tired of the dun. So instead, yeah, we've got farty horns on one episode, and I'll do it again. See if you, can, see if you can't stop me. No, I, I, there's been a couple times where I put in like you know the uh, breaking news, uh, uh, staying yeah. or you know, a, a couple other sound effects. Because yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, we've done a hundred plus of these. It's like you know you start getting into a rhythm, and it's just like okay, I, I've been doing this for two hours, and I just want to do something different. I I still on my computer have that uh, morning show theme song that I made up for the Pathcast like last year. Oh wow! <laughs> and, I still, and I've never used it. It's 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 never been used on the Pathcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, because I, th- I think I just sent it to Eddie and Matthew, um, it's it's a 
it's a silly like you know cable news morning show type theme song there's mm. there's no music under it it's just me singing acapella but uh it's it's silly and it's fun and i keep thinking like maybe sometime i'll use it also one time i did accidentally drag it into audacity <laughs> because <laughs> it's just titled theme song yeah uh, <laughs> and then when i were playing it i was like oh no oh no that's the wrong theme song <laughs> Wake up in the morning and walk the path with Dixie, Matthew, and Eddie. Listen in the car while you're in the bath to Dixie, Matthew, and Eddie. They've got banter, interviews, songs, and stories, but they're not visual, they're auditory. So many worlds, but only one podcast with Dixie, Matthew, and Eddie. Just plug in your headphones and then you'll have a blast with Dixie, Matthew, and Daddy. It's the Onyx Pathcast, just give a listen. It's so much better than television. It's Dixie, Matthew, and Daddy in the morning. Though really, it's Fridays at noon. Yeah, it was actually funny is um, uh, my family, um, but pause, um, in case it's not clear, this is going to be more rambly than usual. In fact, the entire episode is going to be pretty rambly because, like I said, we're tired and we'll go inside in a minute, but I do want to finish my thought. Um, my family and I, have been rewatching Community recently. Um, and every time Troy and Abed do the Troy and Abed in the morning, I always think of you specifically because of that. <laughs> Dixie, Matthew, and Eddie in the morning. Yep, Exactly. <laughs> I can't deal with that kind of positivity right now. <laughs> but it's it's a fact. It's well, it's a fact uh, in the U.S. that it's the three of us in the morning, uh, not for you. It's 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 Dixie Matthew and Eddie in mid afternoon. Yeah, which doesn't quite sound as good. Yeah, no, it wouldn't work with the uh, <laughs> with the tune that I made up there. Well, I'll do my version then. Uh, <laughs> Dixie, Eddie, and Matthew in the mid-afternoon. That's like that's like the uh, Frasier theme song. <laughs> Dixie, Matthew, and Eddie in various different time zones. No, it just doesn't work either. Also, we're in the same time zone, Eddie. It's various different. I mean, I mean, Matthew's in different so, time. Two is a variety that is technically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you're you're rules wiring my, my randomly created theme song at this point. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what well, we do. Bring, bringing it back to gaming, there's always got yes. to be one. Right, so sure. to, so today, we'll think this when it comes out. Actually, is when we're starting the uh, Onyx Pathcon. Yep, it yeah. starts at five p.m. So opening ceremonies will be happening just a few hours after you hear this. If if you download it like right at noon and listen to it. Oh, I hope some people do. I hope some people time their, you know, time their day around the release of the Onyx Pathcast. Their week is not made. I think Rich does. There we you have go. had fans who have like pointed out if like it was late one day or something. Because yeah. remember there was one time that I scheduled it for the wrong day, and then we were at a convention, and you had to fix it. From a yes, distance. I remember that. Um, yeah, because like there, there were people by like one p.m. who were concerned. They were like, "Where is it? Where's where's the podcast?" And I'm like, "Uh." I don't know what days are. Apparently, they <laughs> scheduled it for Saturday. I can understand that though. When I when I used to go to the gym, remember gyms? Uh, I <laughs> the, the gym days, those days. Remember? Oh my god! Uh, I I'll listen to a 
a podcast that was released the night before, and if it's not on there, I will grumble and or yep. feel, feel like grumbling and think, well, shit, I've got to go onto my repeat rewind on Spotify, whatever that happens to be. Uh, and, yeah, just uh, go on CrossFit with a frown on my face. To be honest, I've never been on CrossFit with a smile on my face. I think if you were in a gym and you saw lots of people just grinning, on exercise machines, you'd think you'd entered some episode of the Twilight Zone or something equally as weird. Do you do CrossFit, or is CrossFit a different thing in the UK than it is here? A uh, cross trainer, so where you're pulling with your arms and pushing with your feet. Okay, that's all what CrossFit is here. Got it. All okay. right, cool. There's uh, like an actual like gym chain type thing exercise regime called crossfit no from what i can tell it's a lot of people like pushing truck tires over and then bragging about how they do crossfit oh heavens Um, no Uh, i think they also (laughs) must make uh weight assisted machines uh because i'm fairly certain that some of the cross trainers at the gym are called crossfit uh but yeah they're just cross trainers um but yeah, uh, just good for cardio. God, this yeah, this is the first, maybe the first time we've spoken about exercise on this. <laughs> really is rambly. Well, actually, um, that was goes. What I was going to kind of talk about a little bit is um, uh, a few months ago we talked about how um, you know the podcast is going to be a little different for a while, you know, because there's going to be noises in the background. There's going to be, you know, an eclectic schedule, let's say. Um, and, and this is kind of a key example of that. Um, we did talk about what it's like to work remotely from COVID. So I don't think we're necessarily going to go through all that again, but I mean, I think it is worth recognizing that things are still changing. You know, that we, we have not reached a, a new kind of status quo yet. Uh, we recently had uh, our developer town hall, um, and I think Rich has mentioned this in the blog, but I don't think we've talked about much here, is that for the past few months, every month, we've been having a couple of video conferences with our freelance developers. And uh, it's a chance for them to kind of bring up concerns and, and questions they have, but also for us to kind of talk about, here's some things that we're noticing and make sure it was okay. Uh, the last one was just really a check-in, was like talking to each person, how are, you, how are you doing, is everything okay, do you need anything? Um, and then later on, we had our internal uh, production meeting, which is a quarterly meeting we have to talk about the state of production. Mm-hmm. And that entire meeting was, can we produce things? <laughs> Are yeah. we in a place to do that? Yeah, because like there's a, you know, clearly we, we, we need to produce things, right? right. That's, yes. that's what we do for a living. We right. need to produce things. But also everyone is struggling. Mm-hmm. And that's our, our writers are struggling, our developers are struggling, we're struggling. And, you know, I'm sure Rich is struggling. Like all of us are struggling. And also it's like, who do you go to? Um, we've talked a lot about that uh, just in general, because like the, the writers and developers can come kind of complain to us or tell us what their problems are. And we kind of go like, okay, well, let's try to help you out. And then like, I, it, it there, 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 there have been days where I've been like, I want to bitch about something. Who do I bitch to? Because everybody is going through a time right now. Right. And like, then you feel guilty for, you know, bitching to somebody when everyone is stressed. Yeah, this situation sure showed those self-assured assholes who thought they'd learn a language, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen quite a few memes to that, to that effect. And like, there, there are a few people out there who this is like, they're, they're doing okay. Yeah. Sure. Um and I don't know how they're doing it. Bastards. But you know, I'm 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 pretty open about my, my mental health struggles on, on here and elsewhere and I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't know I don't know how to make myself do work sometimes <laughs> because all I do is like I am 
a terrible doom scroller and i'm hoping that that's something that uh i can break myself of mm-hmm. but it is like i feel like if i'm not on like twitter or news channel like news sites all day long i'm going to miss something important happening because that's kind of how everything's going on right now in the u.s you know mm-hmm. like every day something new and terrible happens and I'm like, I, I, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. And then I won't know. And it's weird because I keep trying to think back to like even, you know, three, four years ago when I wasn't constantly tuned into the news mm-hmm. and I didn't know what certain people were doing every single day. And now it's like, I feel like I have to know. And it's it's probably not healthy. And so I'm, I'm trying to tone it down. But uh, did I get anxiety from not looking? So it's like, yeah, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And so um, I know one thing that's been helping me somewhat, um, my mental health has been exercise. Uh, you know, bringing back to the original point, um, I have not been able to go to the gym. Uh, well, I mean, the gyms have opened here in Georgia, but I don't feel comfortable going to the gyms, put it that way. Yeah. Um, because the people here are not taking this seriously. Uh, but I have been walking every morning um, and walking for now I'm up to like 45 minutes a day uh, I'm walking. Uh, and it really does help to just get outside in the air a bit. Uh, and it's something that I know I've been struggling with with a lot of this is that even when you work from home, even when you work remotely, there, there's, you still, there are some people who absolutely can just be holed up for months and be perfectly content. Um, a lot of people think they're that way, but that's really not true. They find that you need to go out. And there are people like Dixie who are, explicitly extroverted and really do desire to have social contact. Um, and while online can solve a lot of those problems, um, it's not quite the same thing. So it's, you know, getting used to a new pattern takes time and there are lots of reasons to be stressed out right now. Um, so it can, it can really impact it. And there are just some days where you're just like, I just can't do what I plan to do today. So this is podcast is a perfect example of that. You know, we, we've been trying really hard as uh, uh, colleagues and as friends to give each other permission to say, you know what, I just can't right now. Um, and to plan around that. So this is an example of us doing that. So um, for people who were desperate to find out um, uh, if we we're going to punch that child of Loki in the face, um, it will be coming <laughs> up soon. Um, Feed him to a giant. Signs point to yes, um, but um, it, that's something that I think we all need to kind of uh, think about as creative professionals is that we are creative work is, is the work and we can't do our best work all at, at the level that we'd like to right now. So yeah. we need to be more flexible. Uh, I, I and I uh, likewise just uh, go back to the entire going outside being a being something that's it's always been good for you. Of course, uh, people yeah. always used to say it was almost the first uh, recourse. Someone trying to give advice to someone with depression would say, "Have you tried going for a walk?" Well, you know, thanks. Uh, <laughs> but you know, some some people do need the push, and that's all they need. Other people need something a bit more. But either way. Um, uh, it's something I value a great deal, the ability to go out and um, the listeners are, may not be aware of this, but right now I'm spending my time uh, around just over half of every day uh, performing childcare for my son, which uh, I don't begrudge at all, but 
isn't my usual uh, state of things. And mm. then for the remainder of the day, usually late afternoon into evening, I'm trying to do work. And obviously that means I'm working in a very real sense uh, from early morning to late evening pretty much every single day. And it's quite draining, and I would love to be able to go outside for a walk every day. I feel it would help, but if yeah. I... And I would love to be able to take my son out for a walk every single morning, but sometimes he just doesn't want to go out. So he's feeling it in his own way. He's stressed, even though he doesn't understand that. Right. And uh, sometimes that just means, okay, we'll go on the trampoline out in the back garden. Sometimes it just means, well... This morning, we'll just have to stay inside and we'll just do activities indoors. But then that means I get on to work in the afternoon. And by that point, if I've not started work already, I'll think, well, I don't have the opportunity now to go outside. And it becomes this sort of self-defeating spiral. Uh, and this is a reality for a lot of people right now whose situations have changed. Uh, and certainly my situation isn't the worst situation anyone could be in. Uh, but from my, uh, I guess from my lifestyle, it's a big change and it brings a certain amount of tiredness and exhaustion with it. Um, when trying to juggle all the various jobs that uh, one has to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, here's hoping that we will see some light at the end of the tunnel and that that light isn't a train coming towards us. <laughs> uh, I'm also, Dixie, it's interesting you mentioned Twitter. Uh, yeah. I have found the exact same thing. I found that exact same thing where I have felt the need, more so than I ever have before, to be attached to Twitter, to see what's going on because I don't I don't want to feel like I've missed something. I don't want to fall out of the loop and be ignorant to something that's going on. Yeah, exactly. And it's also a, in almost more than Facebook now or other social media that I'm using, a way that I'm feeling more connected to the world. And yeah, sometimes news is deli being delivered pretty much solely via Twitter. And if you miss it, people around you could be getting hurt and you won't know why. Well, I mean, I think it points to a slightly larger concern is that um, all of us are freelancers. All of us are in various ways, shape, or form self-employed. We, we do a lot of our work, our, our, a large percentage of our work are with Onyx Path. So, I mean, obviously there are primary clients, um, but we're all ideally hustling in our own ways. Right now, that's not been ideal. Um, but that means that we need to be connected to social media because that's our workforce. That's our network, even more so now than ever, because we yeah. can't go to conventions. We can't go to events. Um, it, it, we, we got to keep our pulse not only on the local news, but also on our industry, um, because that's what we need to do to make sure that we're on top of things, make sure we can, you know, keep getting professional work, promoting our work, um, so it's not as simple as just, well, just not log on social media. That That is, to a certain extent, necessary for our job. Yeah. I would love to be able to, like, unblog for a couple of days, but I, I can't. Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't do that. Um, and I don't know. For, for, for me, like, 
it's it's kind of weird. The the things that are making me feel like a little better, a little more in control are like the things like doing the dishes or cooking dinner, mm-hmm. whatever, like things that where I'm I'm being productive and there's a physical, tangible result at the end. Yep. Um, and if there is not a physical, tangible result at the end, I'm having trouble caring about things right now, mm-hmm. which is why it's been, I think, hard for me to work is because, yes, in making books, there is eventually a physical, tangible result. But I need something right now that validates that I'm doing anything. Right. Um, and that's been really hard to find. Like, I, I, I can, you know, donate money to causes and I can work on books and I can you know, tweet things and whatever, like whatever the things you can do from home or, you know, I, I, I did go down to DC this past weekend and like, then you have the extra anxiety of the virus that's still out there. (laughs) And it's just, there's so much. And like the only time that I do feel like I can turn myself off a little bit is when I'm doing something that has a result. And so like all the things that I used to do to relax aren't really working anymore. Like watching TV doesn't make me feel relaxed because I feel like I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did try to get back into crochet a little bit because that's something that I used to do a whole lot and I kind of haven't done much in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I got a few rows done and it just didn't feel like anything. And maybe it'll, maybe I can get motivated to do some more of it and actually make it look more like a scarf or whatever. And then I'll feel a little better, but like it's, it's, it's hard to articulate, but I think that's why so many people are baking bread and making jam and going out of their way to make interesting food and mm-hmm. stuff right now is because I feel like I've accomplished something yes. when I've made a dinner. I think you are completely correct. And if, it's all up to you if you want um, a suggestion from me. Go for it. Okay. I like suggestions right. and the audience could also benefit. Who knows? Okay. Uh, so in terms of watching television, a way to make it feel more of an accomplishment is if you can find someone, anyone that you know who can watch a TV show along with you, maybe not at the exact same time, but within the same period of days, and then every single week or however regularly you watch, you spend 30 minutes to an hour with that person discussing the episode, analyze it, make it like a film club or a book club, but surrounding TV. And that mm. means ideally go for something moderately well written, of course, you know, rather than Tiger King. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's for me, that kind of thing really helps uh, make what could otherwise feel like squandered hours feel like, okay, I've actually spent a bit of time analyzing, discussing character arcs, um, writing, shooting, all kinds of things like that. And I come away feeling like I've maybe even learned a little because I get to discuss it. Whereas right. watching something in a vacuum does does exactly what you're saying uh, to me as well. I, I think, well, that was 45 minutes or that, that was an hour uh, where I could have been doing anything else. Yeah, because like it, it used to be that my like weekly routine like during the week was, you know, work during the day, make dinner, maybe play a game, whatever at night, like pretty, pretty chill for the most part. Although I also was, you know, running out to the store and stuff, which I don't do as often now. Um, but then the weekends when I would get together with my boyfriend, we'd like go do stuff. <laughs> Even if we spent half the day at home, we'd go out to dinner or we'd go walk around a cute downtown area or we'd go to a museum or like we'd go do things. And right. now like every day for the past few months, has just been an endless blur of like, I look at this flat screen 
And then I go look at a different flat screen. And then sometimes I come back to this flat screen to play a game on it. And then I look at a very small flat screen that I hold in my hand. And like, I feel like my life is just like a series of four screens that I rotate right now. And it's very mm -hmm. strange. Yeah, no, I, I, I have been struggling that with, with, with that to a degree as well. Um, and I've been trying to do things like uh, going through and reading my physical books. My physical um, books are still uh, in Delaware. Yeah, I know, I know, mm. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so, I mean, I've also, you know, taken an opportunity to, like, uh, order some books from uh, local Black-owned bookstores. That's a chance to kind of do something nice, but also get me more books to read. Um, so, I mean, things like that. But, again, again it, the, that, that, that feeling of accomplishment is like, oh, I finished a book. Hooray, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I felt like that when I completed Breath of the Wild. Uh, and admittedly, that's a big game. But I, if if one good thing for me has come out of this situation, other than the fact that I have actually had the time to connect with my son, and it's not like we were estranged beforehand, but spending more time with each other uh, because there's no other option means that I think you form a bond. Um, the we have definitely been through a lot more video games than I would otherwise normally play. Right. And mm -hmm. that that's really been quite uh, quite a thrill for me because until I know I think I said on a previous podcast before I got the switch, I probably had a period of about four or five years where I wasn't playing video games too much, and especially with the uh, isolation that we have right now or lockdown, depending on where you are, um, uh, a lot of people are going to toward video games and again, especially on the switch. And the feeling of accomplishment I get by completing a game, whether it's an old one on the Nintendo or the, uh, yeah, there's the NES and the, uh, hell, the NES and the SNES online. Um, <laughs> and yeah, getting to complete Breath of the Wild felt excellent. Uh, still trucking on through Hollow Knight, completed Cuphead. Uh, currently playing Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo uh, emulator that's on the Switch. And that's all, it's all brilliant. And it's only brilliant for me, really, because I'm doing it with my son and he's getting to interact with what's on the screen, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's one of those little little things I'm doing to retain some stability. <laughs> and it's, I think it's all something that... It, it can be a struggle because it feels frivolous, right? It, it feels like, well, I'm just playing games. I'm just doing blah. I'm just, you know, re watching TV, reading books. Um, but uh, recently um, I was reading a, a, a book called 221B Studies in Sherlock Holmes um, because, of course, I am. <laughs> you? You? Yeah, I know, right? What, what are the odds? Um but it's a collection of essays compiled by uh, Vincent Starlet. And it's, my, it's been on my shelf for five, six years. Uh, but I got it because it was one of the early kind of compilations in the 40s of, of Sherlockian thoughts. It's kind of like, it's really a precursor to things like zines and fan magazines. Um, uh, so I, I just picked it up and said, yeah, I'll start reading this. And then the introduction, uh, uh, he's writing at the time where World War II was ongoing. And he talks about, he's like, uh, it's really hard to 
you feel like you need to be constantly reading newspapers every day. And every time you read the newspapers, you feel you know, stressed out and you know, scared for the fate of the world. And so I feel like I can turn to my post and find a letter from a Sherlockian friend who found an interesting bit in a story or a friend of mine who bar- lent, lent, lent me a book because he thought I might be interested in it because it adds to one of the papers I've been working on in Sherlockian. And, and going back to that Victorian well gave him a sense of comfort because like, you know, in, in Baker Street, everything will be fine. Uh, and it really was unsettling how much it echoed my own thoughts 80 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. Uh, uh, games and entertainments and books and TV and plays um, streamed online and what have you are comfortable. Uh, uh, they help to reduce the noise in your head at times. And while it's important to be aware of the world and to be active and to uh, protest where you can and to donate where you can, that those are all very important, valuable things, but you can't do it 24-7. Um, you need to find space to to enjoy life as well because you need to to keep yourself going, and that's something that whenever I struggle at times working on Onyx Path projects, I remind myself that there are people who right now are playing our games, and that's their release. That's what helps them get through, so they're ready for the next struggle. They're ready for the next thing that they need to be uh, working on. Um, and so, okay, I'm helping them in that way. I'm helping them to give them more. Uh, of, of a lightness um, or even for horror games. It's like, okay, this is horror, but it's horror I have a handle on. It's horror I have control over. Mm. Um, it, 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 there's a way that I can either defeat the evil or at least it's evil it's in my hands. It's not just random chaos or at least it doesn't feel like random chaos. Uh, these are all ways that help people to kind of come to terms with what's going on in the world. And so I feel like there's a lot of satisfaction comes from that but again it doesn't change the fact that this is work and sometimes you go to work and you just not you just can't do it you know you're you're not on as much as you would like uh so it's it's a tricky balance but i mean i still feel like there is a certain cachet and respect that should come with uh, artists and entertainers particularly in times like these um that Society, frankly, doesn't often have, but you know, we bring a valuable service to people right around this time. That got real serious, and <laughs> that's okay after your your switch conversation. But <laughs> no, um, well, it's actually a nice segue to go back to the Onyx Path uh, virtual gaming convention because true, it is I think going to fulfill that function for a lot of people uh, at, at time of recording. As an example. I think we had four game, four pre-arranged games left with spaces. Only four mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of everything that's on the schedule. Uh, we sold out of everything much faster than we anticipated. Selling out being, um, well, a, a dubious term given that it's mostly free. I mean, there's, we didn't there are sell charities. Out, we bought in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And yeah, but yeah, as of time of recording, we've had just under 8,000 page views on the website, which was only set up a few days ago, and just under 3,000 unique visits uh, on the website since it was set up. Hopefully we'll have a lot of people hanging out in the chats then and just, you know, hanging out with the community, because that's always fine. Yeah, I hope so. And one of the functions of the uh, convention as well is to point people towards being able to set up their own 
uh, games. Uh, we're providing venues for them to do so. We're pointing them towards discords. And just like a virtual Horicon, uh, you can find groups through this convention and play games while we're all playing games. You don't just have to be a viewer. And the fact that, I, honestly, a figure like 3,000 people unique people visiting the website since it was launched on what monday and we're recording mm -hmm. this on wednesday it's mm -hmm. pretty damn good there's conventions in the uk i'm sure there's conventions in the us as well that have fewer attendees than that and um, i'm not saying all of these people are going to attend but just from an interest point of view that's marvelous to to see and hopefully this will really uplift some spirits so do you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing at the con? Nah. Yes, let's do that. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of thinking this was perfect because we could do the first half hour is serious in the show notes and the like second half hour is a little bit more like, let's talk about the con so people can skip the serious stuff if they want. But Let's yep, do it. Just, just, yeah, let's do it. You know, no, Matthew denied me. <laughs> Despite what Matthew might think, he is not the boss of the Pathcast. Yeah, this is a democracy, I guess. So two versus one <laughs> means I, sta I I give you the floor. How gentlemanly of you. I know, it wasn't even my floor to give. So uh, if anything, it's even more gentlemanly. I just show up in Matthew's house and I'm like, you said I could have this floor. And he's like, how did yeah. you get here? <laughs> She had a crowbar in hand, so just flying, flying yeah. floorboards up. Uh, so Friday, uh, we're starting it off around 5 p.m. today. We're going to have a keynote of some sort, opening ceremony type thing. Uh, and then I think we just have the one panel about game development on Friday with a yep. bunch of us. I'm not going to name too many names right now because some of them are still in flux. People are still moving around their schedule a little bit. Uh, but it, it will, most of the panels will be some assortment of Onyx Path developers and sometimes a few other people who are adjacent to us in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then we're doing programming all day, Saturday and Sunday, starting with our What's Up with Onyx Path panels at 9 a.m. both days. And then just a super cool assortment. This is all at onyxpathcon.com. Uh, for anybody that yes. wants to go check it out, we'll put it in the show notes, obviously. But I figured I should say it at least once in case you want to browse it while we're talking in your ears. Uh, so, yeah, we've got all kinds of cool stuff. We're talking about StoryPath. We're doing a live PathCast recording uh, tomorrow at noon. Yes. Um, which is funny because that's when I accidentally scheduled that one po podcast for. And now it's accurate. But it's Saturday at noon. <laughs> uh, so what will be cool about that one is that we're doing it via um, you know, Twitch streaming. Right. Uh, so as opposed to our live call-in shows that we've done on Podbean before, we'll be able to interact with people live in the chat, and it should be a little bit easier. And you can see our faces. Um, so you can see the ridiculous faces I make at Matthew and Eddie when they say certain things. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been told I have an expressive face. so <laughs> You do. That is absolutely I true. Will, I will make big, big weird faces when uh, we inevitably discuss farty horns uh, 24 hours from now. <laughs> I, I just don't look at people. I mean, I, in everyday conversation, of course I do. But I don't know if you remember at midwinter two years ago. Oh, or last year, I suppose, when we did a Pathcast then uh, and we were recording. I was just looking directly at the microphone. Didn't look at anyone else around the table. Oh, yeah. It's so, weird to me. But okay. Whatever works for you. <laughs> so, yeah, expect me to just look blank and disinterested. That was January of this year. No, no, I, no, 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 no. He means the one the year before. Uh, yeah, the, you sure? Yeah, because the one this past year, we recorded it in their hotel room, and I sat on the floor and was too. Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mm -hmm. Time. What is time? 
I still wasn't looking at anybody. Right. But the one last year uh, was the one where we all sat around a table in an empty conference room and talked about announcements. People kept interrupting. This, this January was uh, uh, Rich making uh, uh, Martian noises in the bedroom. Right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have all kinds of panels, a bunch of our developers, uh, people that you've heard from on this podcast, uh, Danielle Lazan, Megan Fitzgerald, Monica Specka, uh, Travis Legg, Neil Raymond Price, Steffi Devin. Um, I don't want to miss anybody now that I said so many names. Matt McElroy, <laughs> uh, Rich Thomas, of course. One of the cool things about this con, actually, that I'm excited about is that Rich is playing in a ton of games. I know. Um, I have mm-hmm. never played a game with Rich as a player. I've had him run a game for me once. Um, right. But I've never actually played a game with Rich. And I'm playing a couple of games with, with Rich, uh, which are both going to be really fun. He's playing in a Scion game that I think Neil is uh, looking forward to running for him. Uh, yeah, the, the other cool thing for me, uh, one of the aforementioned games I'm playing with Rich, is we are doing an Exalted Essence uh live playtest um that's tonight at 9 p.m uh as of wednesday at times recording <laughs> i have not seen the rules really like i have glanced over them uh so god knows how that'll go but it is being run by monica Sweka, who of course has read the whole book cover to cover and also devised the alpha slice and everything else so she knows what she's doing um right. and then we've got Myself, uh, Neil Roman Price, and Danielle Lozon as the other uh, players. Um, so we are going to have a mixed exalt type party because we promised that, and mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes because we haven't really done any play testing yet because it's not quite out of red lines. But we figured if we kept it to a mostly in-house team and folks can just kind of watch, um, it might even be a cool way for us to get feedback. If anybody in the audience yep. is like, "Hey, this could be easier," you know, explain this way. Who knows? So that, that that will be a fun one. It'll be the first time anybody outside of the core team and uh, one document I showed to Eddie <laughs> has seen any of it. So, yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, and, and I yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to be mostly on panels. I am playing in one uh, Monarchy Zumao game. Um, Who are you going to play? Who are you going to play? I don't know yet. You should play my sweet baby Sabian. I would like to play Sabian, but also there are probably lots of people who want to play Sabian because Sabian is amazing. I, so. Yeah, I had to give up Sabian to somebody at the last game I played with you because somebody really wanted to, to to play them, and I was like, "Fine, I'll play Jack." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but Sabian is so cool. It's like you're correct. You're you're objectively correct. Wasn't it? Sabian is amazing. When I was editing that book, that I started making comments that were like, "My sweet baby Sabian," and now yes. I just call him yep. that. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, but also, um, yeah, we have, uh, our, our what's up uh, panels. I know that at least on my panel, I'm going to be announcing something new at that panel. So if you go to the Sunday panel, um, if you want to know something upcoming about the realms of Pugmire, I will be talking about that there. I don't think I have any cool announcements. Like we as a company have cool announcements, but there aren't really too many cool announcements falling under my, my buckets. No, but I mean, you are, I am part of some of the cool announcements. Well, yeah, I mean, also, I mean, to be fair, you don't have any announcements per se, but I mean, again, the, the Exalted Essence thing, I mean, we've never really done a, 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 an open, let's play the game as it's being made thing. I don't think we've ever done that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> so that's really exciting, honestly. Yeah, Monica's putting together characters, and then I'm going to uh, compile the, 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 the charm lists for everybody so that we all have our charms on like a, like a one sheet. But what's mm-hmm. cool about charms in this version is they're like two sentences each. And they're really easy. <laughs> which is which is just about perfect length, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we're um we are looking forward to that. But I I am excited for your announcement, Eddie. I'm so excited for your announcement. Yes, I'm so excited. So you, you, you know the announcement. I do know the <laughs> announcement, and I'm very excited about it. Um, that is one one perk, I guess, to being on, on the in-house team. Is I am I am fairly aware of all the announcements that we have coming up for anything. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 cool when you can really talk about those things, you know. And uh, I am also running a bunch of stuff um, in terms of there's there's lots of panels. We've uh, got a GMing panel uh, about running your best RPG that uh, includes uh, myself, uh, Latia Jackies, Eloy Lasanta, and Justin Achille. So that one will be fun. Uh, I love Eloy. I was about to say I love Aloy. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? Um, we've also got um, Onyx Path Wants You, which is all about community content uh, run by the people that know, including Matt McElroy, uh, as he has a vested interest from a drive-through-RPG standpoint, as well as an Onyx Path standpoint, and things like Storyteller's Vault, Slurician Vault, uh, Canis Minor. And Story Path Nexus. This is going to be a very useful panel if you're looking to get into writing RPGs and knowing the kinds of things that we want to look for in terms of community content. Uh, there's also a panel on the Sunday about creating your best character. Uh, these can be PCs, NPCs, may need to change the name of that panel. Uh, where um, it's that one's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to be sort of improvising, throwing some rather silly ideas at each other and seeing what kind of characters we can create. And uh, there's also a White Wolf Reminiscence panel, uh, which to the nostalgic fans out there, uh, this may this may be fun. Uh, there's Rich Thomas, who all of you know, of course. Justin Achille, Ew. former vampire developer Ew. and general... Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's just some guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin is, of course, former vampire developer and rogue about town. Ethan Skemp is the uh, former Werewolf the Apocalypse developer. Richard Dansky. Uh, we, in fact, I think we've got uh, several people who aren't even confirmed for that yet, so that one may expand greatly. So keep your eyes open for that one. And I happen to be running games of V5, for, and they came from beyond the grave uh, for a couple of people, including you, Dixie. I'm so excited about those. I've never played in a game with you. Um, I, I, I've never played in a game that you've run. Well, like, Scion. We've been doing this at Scion play, but like sitting at a in a group, seeing each other playing a game, it just feels different. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. No. Um, no it is. Also, you were kind of known for like vampire, and they came from beyond the grave, beneath the sea. So, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you do the games that you work on the most. Yeah. No pressure. I feel like it should be a lot less pressure. You're pretty familiar with running V5, <laughs> <laughs> like, and you've you you've probably run the game from beneath the sea, and you know. Beyond the Grave, same system, more than anybody. I, I would, I would guess so. Yeah. Um, although, uh, yeah, I still don't know what a rouse check and what hunger is in V five. I just make it up as I go. No, not really, <laughs> listeners. Before people start posting on discords and Twitter, he doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'll get people to start spending things from their blood pool. Uh, but we've got uh, some some out of um, Onyx Pathers. 
yeah. involved in those games as well. We've got uh, Outstar Walker, the uh, uh, Paradox community manager for Martina. various White Wolf products. And Martina, yes. Mm. Uh, we have the two hosts of uh, 25 Years of Vampire Masquerade, uh, Nate and Bob. Uh, this is across the V5 game, and they came from me on the grave. We have B. Dave Waters, well known for LA by Nights, uh, run by Jason, of course, uh, Jason mm-hmm. Carl. Uh, he's playing in Beyond the Grave. And yeah, it's. I think it's just going to be a lot of very silly fun. And Rich is playing in They Came From Beyond the Grave as well. Uh, he already has his eccentric professor in mind. So that will be amusing. I do have a question about the Beyond the Grave game. Yes. What's that? Will Dixie be allowed to play a vamp- uh, La Sombra? A La Sombra in Beyond the Grave. In Beyond the Grave? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I already wasn't allowed to play a La Sombra in the V5 game because someone sent me a bunch of pregens that didn't have a goddamn La Sombra in them. So I was like, I guess I don't get to play my favorite clan again. Right, see, so now is there another opportunity available for you to potentially play La Sombra? I'm getting shoehorned into playing Toreadors in like everything I do right now because I'm just like, mm, I don't like some of these characters. Um, well, by all means, change your character's clan. Uh, honestly, it matters very little. I don't to think me. she'll make much sense as a social media maven if she can't use a touchscreen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, maybe not. Didn't think that one through the bus. I just imagine her yelling at some some ghoul. It's like, oh, no, swipe up the double double. That's no so Put a hashtag. Oh, you fool! <laughs> you can. Um, yeah, the wrestler for WWE, uh, Andrade, uh, was known as La Sombra before he was uh, known as Andrade for the WWE. So you could play a character called La Sombra in They Came From Beyond the Grave, and uh, I would allow it. But I probably wouldn't allow you to play a vampire the masquerade vampire of Clan La Sombra in that game. Also, I've already called dibs on playing the hunter in Beyond the Grave because I love the, like, idea of the, like, you know, badass 70s chick with the, like, gun and the, like, bell-bottoms and the... Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I, I just want to be, like, a, a a Charlie's Angel who hunts vampires. And yep, I also nice. want to have a tragic backstory about how vampires killed my parents. Um, of course. Because that's fun! It's, it's fun yes. to be the, like, brooding, ridiculous hunter who goes on hilarious monologues about how she won't rest until every vampire is wiped from the face of the planet. <laughs> I love it! I'm gonna be so earnest the entire time! And that is, that is exactly what Beyond the Grave is supposed to be. It's supposed to be hammy, it's supposed to be stereotypical, it's not supposed to contain any depth or nuance. Uh, so feel free, roll up. Anyone who's interested in Beneath the Sea or Beyond the Grave, uh, when you play these games, play the character you see on the screen. I'm a huge fan of getting to overact, too, because a lot of those like campy movies were just so full of, of stilted overacting. Oh, like, yeah. I think I think Rich should play his professor as Shatner, personally. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, I, I was thinking more Vincent Price, but Shatner would be fun, too. You can do a mixture of both. <laughs> do a, do a, a sinister Shatner. <laughs> sinister Shatner. Have I ever seen him play a villain? I'm guessing, yeah, there was Mira Kirk. So, uh, Sinister Shatner is my Star Trek folk band. <laughs> You're all left handed uh, bass players. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's, it's a very smart name, in fact. <laughs> but yeah, no, I am looking forward to those games. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of them, but I, I, I tend to do more prep on my characters for, you know, serious games. Um, so for yeah. my, my V5 game, I'm like, okay, I've got to actually like care about this and whatever. Although, 
since the character I'm supposed to be playing is like a social media wannabe type person, uh, young, yeah. younger Toreador born in 1990, uh, I decided that I'm going to base her on Alexis from Schitt's Creek, which if anybody has seen Schitt's Creek, that is the most caricature of a character. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. <laughs> I, I, I just want to have fun in all my games. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be a good time. That's what that's what I'm looking for. I don't uh, see these games as some kind of demo for an audience where we're trying to granularly, if that's a word, uh, break down the rules or anything like that. This is this is for entertainment for the players and for the viewers. Mm-hmm. So even the vampire game that I run, it's going to last three hours. So we're not going to start getting into the weeds of uh, I don't know memoriam and other. Uh, system elements like that it's uh, purely going to be about the fun about the vampires and about the blood i'm also playing in uh the came from beneath the sea game um mm. with jacob burgess uh meredith gerber and uh west from gehenna gaming and that's being run by ian muller from gehenna gaming um i think that one's going to be a lot of fun ian is the person who played the world war ii vet in your game who yes forgot world war ii ended um <laughs> and forgot who he was supposed to be fighting against yeah yeah so i am yeah. i am excited to play in that one just because jacob and meredith are both very good friends of mine uh wes i don't know as well but we do know each other through the kind gaming discord we have we have talked a you know fair amount um so i am looking forward to that one because I, th- I think it's going to be an interesting confluence of people and of course jacob is a really good voice actor uh so whatever yes. he decides to bring to that will be super fun um I'm just gonna roll with it. I have I have no idea who I'm playing in that one yet, but uh, whoever it is, I'm 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 sure it'll be a good time. Well, uh, it's to be honest. Uh, speaking as the developer of they came from beneath the sea, or the various they came from games, uh, it has been so warming to me to see how enthusiastic Gehenna Gaming are about that game. And in fact, I'm seeing it more and more now. Uh, there's another channel that streams uh, by the name Vorpal Tales. Yeah. And it seems that now people are starting to wrap their heads around what they came from beneath the sea is about. They're really getting it. They're really getting into it. And Ian loves it. Uh, pretty much every single time we, we speak, he wants to tell me about what he's been doing with They Came From Beneath the Sea. <laughs> and that's, I that. And I don't get bored of it because um, I'm sure I will. <laughs> but it it's still new and obviously at time of recording, and I'm sure it's not going to be too different on Friday. It's not in stores yet, but um, it is just wonderful that people are interacting with it, enjoying it, and seeing the kinds of fun they can have with it. Uh, there's another group on Facebook called A Bunch of Gamers that are about to start yeah. up a They Came From Beneath the Sea uh, campaign. So, yeah, thank you everyone who is supporting that game because it means a lot to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think there's a bunch of uh, MST3K and like just bad movie fans who would really enjoy playing this. And I'm, mm-hmm. I've, I've got to figure out how to reach them. Like I said, I've, I've, I've got one friend who actually is like a horror host. Um, so I may harass him at some point. We already talked to him a little bit about bringing him in for some uh, Beyond the Grave stuff. But like, there's such a big untapped market. Like, 
I have friends that I have gone to Rift Tracks live events with that I think would enjoy this game. <laughs> and I need to yeah, like yeah. get it in their hands and be like, here, try this. I know you've all played D&D at least once, so you understand like the basics of a role-playing game. Like, try this because it is ridiculous and you all get to overact a little bit or you can be so serious like that it becomes a caricature like there's there's so much you can do with it because one of the best things about b movies is when everybody is so serious yeah but it's just not working <laughs> yeah and that's one of the things that i'm it, 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 it's nice to have more games in the world right now that are just fun i mean i don't at all begrudge all of our more serious work. I think it, it's great and cool and important and, and well done. But having more games in the world where you can just let loose and, and laugh right now is really, really, fun, really exciting and glad to see more of that happening. Yeah, totally. Um, so we are getting close to time. We, we have to rush and get ready for the convention in a few hours. So <laughs> <laughs> We have already said that we're not recording on the day so many times and you're just Damn like trying to... <laughs> trying to force an illusion onto people. But in, in reality, I do have another meeting in about an hour. So, yeah, I'll get something to eat. There we go. <laughs> um, but, uh, Dixie, if people wanted to talk to you about your 70s badass vampire hunter, where would they find you online? Well, they could find me playing my 70s badass vampire hunter, uh, I think, is it Sunday at 4? Sunday 4? I think. Uh, I don't I think. know. It's probably on a calendar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my V5 game is Saturday at 4, and then they came from Beyond the Grave is Sunday at 4. Um, it could be Sunday at like 1. I don't know. Onyxpathcon.com. Uh, you can find me at 60 Cyanide almost anywhere, and once again, you can see me on Twitch pretty much all weekend uh, in various places. When I'm not on video, there's a very high chance I'll be in the chat hanging out, moderating, uh, answering questions, etc. So this is a good weekend and to come say hi. Absolutely. Matthew? Uh, I think for now, just to go on onyxpathcon.com. Uh, even if the convention has concluded, it will be worth checking back there to see what we did, uh, If uh, by the time you listen to this, I should say. Uh, because, yeah, it's um, this is going to be a lot of fun, and that's where I want you to find all of us. Yeah, and same for me. Um, uh, onyxpath onyxpathcon.com. That is hard to say. Um onyxpathcon.com <laughs> Who thought of that? I don't find it hard to say. I I find it hard to say. Um, we, we, we didn't go with Comics Path, um, so it's onyxpathcon.com um, But yeah, no, we're, we're going to be there, um, like Dixie Matthew Bill said, we're going to be uh, uh, hanging out in chats, we're going to be playing games, we're going to be talking about games. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be busy, obviously, but I mean, I, it, it'll be nice to just get a chance to hang out with y'all and spend time and talk about the cool things we're coming up with um, and answer your questions. So normally we give you our, our Twitter accounts, but in this case, try to swing by. Even if you just pop into the chat for a little bit, even if you just watch the videos, um, I, I think it'll just be definitely worth the time. So hopefully we'll see you there. And as always, many worlds, one pathcast. cast.